tuned in to the Community Cats Podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats Podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. And today we are speaking with Dr. June Long. Dr. Long has been a high quality, high volume spay neuter surgeon for over five years. She was formally trained at the ASPCA Spay Neuter Alliance in 2016. She routinely performs approximately 30 to 40 surgeries a day and has completed approximately 27,000 sterilization surgeries during her career. Over the years, she has become very comfortable performing more difficult surgeries, including in-heat spays, obese spays, giant breed spays, abdominal cryptorchid neuters, pediatric spays and neuters, postpartum spays, lactating spays, etc. She's also comfortable with correcting complications, including torn pedicles, splenetic lacerations, bladder punctures, hemoabdomens, etc. She has mentored many veterinarians and veterinary students and enjoys sharing her knowledge with veterinary professionals. Dr. Long, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So that, that was a mouthful of information about all the skills that you have with regards to spays and neuters and your experience in the surgical space. But before we dive into all of those great details, let me first ask you, how did you become passionate about cats? Well, um, I grew up having cats always, you know, from a young child um, up and through college, and I always enjoyed them as pets. And obviously, I wanted to um, care for them uh, by becoming a veterinarian, but I would say that I became more passionate about cats specifically as a species and as a population when I became a high quality, high volume spay neuter surgeon. And now that I have a broader understanding of just the sheer number of both owned cats and community cats and just my, you know, little small corner of the world, um, I'm really passionate about caring for them and their colonies through spay and neuter programs. Can you just tell me a little bit more about your journey, about how you became a veterinarian? Did you work in private practice before becoming a, a high quality, high volume veterinarian? Or did you come straight out of school and, and feel like this was your calling and this is what you wanted to do? I had a very, um, not very traditional path to get to where I am today. So I wanted to become a zoo veterinarian and a wildlife veterinarian for um, a very long time. And I went through vet school with that being the goal. And right after vet school, I started working at a zoo and really enjoyed it and never performed a spay or neuter surgery at the zoo because, you know, we, the species are endangered. We want them to breed. So I never really developed that skill. And then due to some choices I made, one to stay closer to family, I didn't want to move. You know, there's not, not a lot of zoos in my area, just the one, I decided to stay here and kind of fell into um, shadowing at my local spay and neuter clinic um, through a mutual friend. And I remember the night before I was very nervous because I hadn't performed a spay or neuter surgery since veterinary school. And even in school, I only did one spay and one neuter so I was pouring over my notes the night before and showed up and realized that they did everything 
completely different than what I was taught in school. And I was just amazed by the efficiency of it all. Everyone had a job, everyone knew what to do, and things were done very safely. And just the the number of animals that came through and were spayed and neutered that day just kind of floored me. And I was just super interested in about learning more. And uh, my mentor took me under her wing and taught me what she, everything she knew. And I went to the ASPCA as well. And the rest is history, I guess. So tell me a little bit about the process of how things work at a spay neuter clinic. And some of our listeners, they're out there, they're trapping, they're bringing cats into clinics, but you know, they drop the cat off at the, in the lobby. Uh, and then they pick the cat up at the end of the day um, or the next morning in some cases, you know, what happens behind the scenes with those cats? Sure. So um, our patients arrive, both our client owned and community cats and each animal undergoes an examination by a veterinarian to ensure that they are healthy enough for surgery. Um, And we have a number of history questions just to make sure that nothing has happened in the past that may make them a poor candidate or something that needs to be addressed first before surgery. So once the animal is approved for surgery, um, we kind of start our day and go through, usually do our dogs first because they are larger. And so we're more fresh and have strength in the morning, I guess. And so we go through our larger patients first and then um, take a, take a lunch break. And then we go move over to the cats and um, cat surgeries are decently shorter than dog surgeries because they are smaller patients. And so we'll, um, your cat will wait for surgery and then be, induced or um, put under anesthesia, monitored very closely, their belly will be shaved and sterile or and cleaned for surgery. And then they will um, be moved into the suite. And then it's usually, you know, in a high volume practice, um, a four to eight minute procedure, and then they wake up and they're monitored for the rest of the day. And they're usually given a snack and some water and the next morning they're ready to go. So I've heard that, you know, some veterinarians can take 20, 30 minutes to do a spay. You ha- have a website that's called the six minute spay. Why is it important to have a quick spay time? And does that change the safety or you know, the wellness for the cat? So we're like I mentioned previously, we're, or I personally was taught different techniques in school. And these are, you know, the more widely taught techniques. And I feel like they are appropriate for someone who's just learning how to do surgery. However, I really am an advocate for these high volume techniques because I personally feel that they are safer for the patient. So the surgery itself is shorter. So you're the cats or the dogs are under anesthesia for a shorter period of time, which is safer their incisions are shorter, so they don't have a large incision that needs to heal, then that allows also for the surgeon itself to have some benefits. So you're in surgery for a shorter period of time, it's easier on your back and your neck, and then you're allowed to perform more procedures and therefore have a greater impact on the pet overpopulation epidemic. Or if you're in general practice, it helps free up some time where you can fit in some more appointment slots and um, helps out with kind of just the balance of your day, I feel too. 
And I've heard also a lot of veterinarians say, you know, I have a six minute spay. I have a two minute spay. I can do a, an eight minute spay, a, you know, 12 minute spay. When does that clock start and stop in the process? I mean, when it's when you do the first cut and when you close, is that the window of that timing? To my knowledge, there's not an official like start time and end time. A lot of people do start you know, looking at the clock when they make their first incision and then kind of in their timing when their incision is closed. For me personally, I just, if I'm timing, I don't really time much anymore, but I'll glance at the clock as I'm gloving in. And then once I throw my gloves off, I look at the clock again, but every surgery is different. You know, I, it's called the six minute spay, but that's kind of an average, like for cats, I can do four or five minutes, depending on the patient itself. And there's so many other factors that um, go into your surgery time. So I would say I could only do a six minute spay on a very uh, small puppy. Usually dogs are a little bit longer, especially if they're larger, if they're in heat. So it really just depends on the surgeon and the patient. Right. Yeah. If you have an older cat, that will cause an issue too. That'll make it a longer, a longer surgery for sure. Mm -hmm. And so in the actual surgery space, do you have one or two technicians supporting you or more? Our goal staffing is at the clinic that I do surgery at is to have one licensed technician per two surgeons. And so they are inducing animals for surgery um, for two surgeons. And then each surgeon has two veterinary assistants, one will prep the animal for surgery. So they're shaving the belly and scrubbing. And the second one, we call them the sweet tech. So they stay in the surgery suite with the veterinarian and they're basically um, an extension of the veterinarian's eyes. So as we're doing surgery, we're looking at the surgery we're doing, we're using our ears to hear, but our sweet tech is monitoring any patient that's under anesthesia and they are also monitoring the recovery mat. So we have all of our patients recover in the room with us. So the veterinarian can watch them until they are ready to go back to their kennel as well. What are your thoughts around uh, stationary and mobile clinics? It sounds like you've probably primarily worked in stationary clinics, but, but I don't know if you have any experience with a mobile clinic either. I have not worked with a mobile clinic, but I definitely feel that they're needed in areas where there is limited access to veterinary care. And so the goal is to safely perform spay and neuter procedures. So as long as that goal is achieved, then I feel that both stationary and mobile clinics are acceptable options for pet owners or for um, community cat trappers. You know, there's some organizations out there that, that might feel that we've done a really good job with regards to cat overpopulation around the country. Do you feel that there's still a great need to be able to provide the high volume numbers for spay neuter for cats? Absolutely. Especially in the Southeastern US, which is where I work. I would say that the problem is far from, from solved. I feel like we're just kind of preventing the fire from growing as far instead of putting out the fire. So I've been working, um, doing surgeries uh, for over, just had my six year anniversary. So over six years now, and I still go to work and wonder where are these animals coming from? Like surely, you know, there's none left, but 
they're there. And so we, we receive about 30 to 50 community cats a week and it's higher in the spring, you know, during kitten season. And then in addition, we receive 70 to 90 patients a day that are client or shelter owned animals. And so this is just at one clinic that serves one area of one state in the United States. So I feel like the need is definitely still there. I think we're doing a lot of good work, but I don't think that we are close to solving the problem. Ever wanted to quickly connect, collaborate, or problem solve with others in the animal welfare field who are, you know, real people? Look no further than Maddie's Pet Forum. Maddie's Pet Forum brings people of animal welfare together with the common goal to keep more people and pets together. We share ideas, expertise, offer each other support, resources, and more. Visit forum.maddiespetforum.org slash cats. Maddie's Pet Forum, come for an answer, stay for the community. Could your animal welfare organization use a tune-up? Humane Network can help. You can get a free 30-minute consultation to talk through your challenges and get ideas on how your organization can be more successful with less stress. From board development and fundraising to strategic planning and operations, Humane Network has got you covered. Whether you are a large or small, nonprofit or government, it's a live and thriving program led by a certified animal behavior consultant features specially designed training for shelter and clinic staff on enrichment, stress reduction, safe animal handling, and behavior modification. With Humane Network, you receive individualized advice and support customized to meet your organization's unique needs. And Humane Network can lighten your load by taking on fundraising, communications, and other tasks you struggle with. Contact Humane Network today for a free 30-minute consultation. Visit humanenetwork.org. That's humanenetwork.org. Team Dubert is at it again, and now they have an amazing companion case management module that once again revolutionizes how you rescue animals. Dubert partnered with Dallas Pets Alive and the Spay-Neuter Network to build a powerful solution that allows you to manage cases of any kind. Whether owner surrender calls or emails, community cat tracking and reporting, Dubert is the only system that integrates two-way text messaging, automatic follow-ups, and even a rehoming solution that every organization can use. No more trying to manage 10 different technologies when everything is all in one place and tightly integrated. From fostering to transport, fundraising to e-commerce, supply and demand to case management, Dubert has everything you need to streamline your operations so you can focus on saving more animals. Check out the new companion case management module at www.dubert.com CCM and get signed up today. Um, I'd like to ask you a few questions sort of about the the veterinarian and the vet tech shortage. Have you felt this at your own clinic? And, you know, what are your thoughts about why we have this or, or if we do have it, why do we have this happening? And, you know, what might be some possible solutions? Yes, we are definitely feeling this at the, the clinic where I perform surgery. And it's just a really unfortunate situation that a lot of clinics are going through right now. And there's so many different factors. I feel I always, if we have a, a employee who leaves, I always like to you know ask, you know, what the reason is, and there's just economic reasons are the big ones. I feel like communication is also needs improvement too, as far as what I've seen. So it's really hard to say exactly. I think every situation is different. Um, but these techniques could be helpful for clinics or surgeons that 
are overbooked and understaffed and need to be able to function more efficiently to help them still serve their communities. So these techniques are successful because they focus on what's essential in the procedure. And then when the surgeon repeats these techniques, it allows the surgeon to work more effortlessly and therefore more efficiently. Um, So, and I've received a lot of feedback from students of the course that confirms that the course allows for these veterinarians to make most of their, make most, make the most out of their time. And then it helps them build um, their confidence in the surgery as well. So not only does the course help a surgeon handle a higher caseload if needed, but it makes each procedure easier by simplifying the process. So if a, if a surgeon or a veterinarian is experiencing burnout or feeling overwhelmed, I, I hope that this course helps kind of simplify their schedule and their procedures. So kind of easing that um, overwhelm that they're feeling. Yeah. So you, you mentioned your course. So you do have on your website, the six minutes bay, you do offer a course on how to become more efficient with your spay techniques. Just share a little bit more detail about what that involves. Is it a live class? Is it a recorded class? You know, what are the benefits for a veterinarian and what are all the pieces of the materials that, that you offer off that website? Yes. So the, the course is called the six minute spay and it is a race approved course for um, 10 hours of CE for veterinarians and it is 100% online. And at the moment it is 100% self-led. So a student can enroll anytime and they have 12 months to complete the course. So they can work through it on their own time. And so the not only covers um, just the basic techniques, it also covers more difficult surgeries and also complications. And so I do this through both written material And then there's a lot of videos of me doing surgery and I um, use voiceovers to explain exactly what I'm doing in real time in the, in the video. So I used a GoPro camera and strapped it to my head and recorded me doing a lot of these surgeries just so you can really see from the surgeon's point of view, what's going on and what I'm thinking about and what my hands are doing. And so that's kind of the how the course is set up. There's kind of three sections, the basics, more complicated procedures, and then complications because, you know, getting a complicated procedure or having an issue to fix, it happens to everybody. And I feel like those resources really aren't out there. If you're looking for how to do an in-heat spay, if you find a video or a resource, it's always the perfect situation textbook um, situation. And that's not always what happens. And so I wanted to be able to provide the resource of, you know, this complication popped up, what do you do now? And I feel like that causes a lot of anxiety in surgeons, because they always wonder, you know, what what's going to happen? Is it going to go okay? Um, And so I wanted to kind of alleviate that stress, because it's out there, I've seen it. Um, through my colleagues. And so I wanted to definitely include that information. So yeah, that's kind of a brief overview of the course. Um, And so far, it's been pretty successful. And I've heard a lot of great feedback. 
That's great. Do you ever have folks, either technicians or maybe clinic managers that want to do the, the course, maybe not for credit, but just for perspective and understanding? I haven't had that yet. I've had um, a lot of clinics as a whole um, sign up all of their doctors. So they kind of work through it together, which I feel is fantastic. Um, but if anyone was looking for good resources for technicians and other um, people involved in the surgical team or the clinic team, the ASPCA spay neuter Alliance, where I was trained, they do have a um, training program for an entire team. So you can have a vet, any technicians and assistants, and they all go together and they train in person at their training hospital. And it helps them to train each person individually and then as a team as well to make sure that procedures are completed both safely and efficiently. So I definitely recommend that program. Do you get a sense or feel that we need across the country to have more high volume, uh, high quality spay neuter clinics? I feel like in certain areas, probably, I think it's like very, it's very specific to the location. Like I know in the, in the Northeast, they're not experiencing a lot of the overpopulation issues. And so they get a lot of their um, shelter or adopted animals from the South. So I feel like if someone is seeing an issue in their community, I feel like it's definitely something to look into in a worthwhile venture to start to help their community. If you were mentoring a veterinary student, it seems like, and this is me with my biased opinion, I guess, that you know a lot of them are tracked towards the private sector. I know that there are some shelter medicine programs out there at several veterinary schools, but it just seems like, and maybe it's we folks think that we can't, uh, the nonprofits can't pay the salaries, give the benefits that maybe the for-profit organizations can do, or the students have so much student debt when they come out of school. If you were mentoring a veterinary student that was interested in going into this direction and field, what advice would you give them? Yeah, my advice would be if you're interested in spay and neuter or shelter medicine, then that's what they should do. I mean, if they went to school and that's what they're interested in, then they go for it. I mean, sure, you know, salary and benefits are important, but if you're not really doing what you enjoy, you know, that's also very costly to you and to your career and to your, you know, well-being. So I feel like benefits and salaries from what I've seen are becoming more competitive as far uh, when compared to general practice. Um, But there are benefits to spay and neuter positions, especially because the, the, um, in general, the schedule is better. So I only, a full-time surgeon at the clinic where I perform surgery only works four days a week. So that's a big plus. And also usually we're done with surgery. We try to aim to be done by, by three o'clock. And so when compared to general practice, when you're working, you know, if you're full-time and working five days a week or five and a half days a week and you don't get done until five, six or seven o'clock, that's very appealing to some. And so I feel like that's a, a big bonus to working in this field, in the field of spay neuter or shelter medicine. That's a great point. And, and I think also in a lot of organizations, there's a way so that you're not feeling like you're on call 24-7. And I think that's really important for technicians and veterinarians to have a feeling like they're not on call all the time. 
Absolutely. So Dr. Long, if folks are interested in finding out more about the Six Minutes Bay course that you offer, how would they do that? Absolutely. So the website is just sixminutesbay.com and you can either use the numerical six or spell it out. Both options will take you to the website. So that has a great overview of the course and you can enroll on the website there. I also, there's a Facebook page. Um, it's just at Six Minutes Bay. And so there's a great community on there. I try to post there when I can, little tips and tricks here and there, and just just to promote the course and to get people interested. Um, and also just to have some fun. I share quotes on there too, just to be someone who can encourage others um, through, through these techniques and for their surgery, uh, their surgical procedures too. So um, there's a Facebook group and the website. And if anyone has any questions, they can email me directly. Um, it's just June at sixminutesbay.com. And that is the numerical six. So the number six and then minutesbay.com. Um, so they can email me there as well. Fantastic. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Yeah, absolutely. So if, if you're interested in all, just check out the, the website or the Facebook page. Um, if you are a clinic manager or owner, this is great for new graduates or people who are just starting out in spay neuter too. And yeah, like I said, we just cover a lot um, to kind of empower surgeons to be able to get through those challenging surgeries while becoming more efficient as well. So that, that's the goal. Dr. Long, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today, and I hope we'll have you on in the future. This is an incredible topic. I'm just sitting here in awe, like envisioning every veterinarian doing six-minute spays all across the country and how much extra spay-neuter capacity that would open up. So wouldn't that be fantastic? That <laughs> really would. That would be really great. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's it for this week. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We love to hear what you think, and a five-star review really helps others find the show. You can also join the conversation with listeners, cat caretakers, and me on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to hit follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Thanks for listening, and thank you for everything that you do to help create a safe and healthy world for cats. Did you attend the online kitten conference in June? We hope you enjoyed the incredible content provided by our expert presenters and hope their guidance and encouragement will help you turn your passion for cats into action. Events like the online kitten conference would not be possible without the support of our generous sponsors. CDE Animal Cages, Best Friends Animal Society, Zinzi Pie Save My Pet ID Tag, Humane Network, Feline Fix by Five, and Cat Savant. If your business or organization would like to support content that makes a difference for cats in communities worldwide, visit communitycatspodcast.com slash event dash sponsorship.